One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Joy of Footy. Today we're going to make a lovely little podcast, so let's get started. First, we're going to take a whole heap of James Sharman and just slather him everywhere in the culinary world, in television, in newspapers, all over the internet. Next, we're going to take some Jimmy Brennan and get all the explicits all over the place. We're going to take a swear word here, maybe shit there and what the fuck there. Now we're going to take some little tidbits of obscure soccer information from Brenda Dunlop and just pepper it pepper it throughout the show. How many international goals did Theo Walcott score before his 30th birthday? I don't know, but I bet we'll find out. Now we're just gonna take our vapes and we're gonna take a big deep breath and exhale it in the shape of Craig Forrest. And now finally, we'll get the answer to the question that no one asked with Dan Wong. Now we'll put it all in the bowl and mix it up and throw it in the oven at 400 degrees for 25 minutes. Wait, this isn't a cooking show? Where am I? Oh my God, I must be really high. Oh, these mushrooms are really messing me up, man. Let's get this party started. <laughs> I don't know why I feel, I feel turned on and hungry at the same time. <laughs> I'm in tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. So was that a uh, cooking or do you have sex? Well, kind of both. Uh, that, was, that was the uh, Bob Ross. The painting guy. <laughs> the joy of painting. What part he... made you uh, horny there, Charms? <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't say much these days. Say that much. Um, <laughs> I'm on the on the contraire. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Ooh, yeah. wow, that's nice. Um, just put you on the podcast because you didn't realize. Seriously, I've got the uh, my, my furnace blowing in my ear behind me. I'm getting turned yeah. on right now. We're anyway, so lucky to uh, have him. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that was Craig. Craig Forrest. Dan Wong's here. JC was the. Uh, Bob Ross, there's Jimmy Brennan, there's Brennan Dunlop. Didn't Bob Ross, there's, wasn't some controversy with him? Or am I getting him mixed up with someone? There's a controversy, yeah, with his company. So his uh, his best friend and ex-partner, I think, is a very complicated thing. Uh, run the business and basically uh, have profited immensely from it um, after his death. And I've like cut the family out and kind of like shielded him away kind of before things really blew up. Great documentary <laughs> so, on Netflix. 
Sorry, sorry. So, so B, B, who's a purveyor of useless soccer stats and information, <laughs> is also a purveyor of useless 1980s, I guess. PBS stats. PBS. Yeah. I thought you First sounded a little bit, you may know, you guys might be too young for that, but it sounded like the bits and bites guy. Bits and bites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Different in every handful. <laughs> oh, what do we got cheese here? Cheese bits. Three cheese bits. We got two, a we got a Craig Forrest. We got two Jimmy Brennans. Oh, and a, a crumbled up piece of James Sharman. Mm, dusty. Let's put that down. Oh, we'll wash that down with a cool glass of mother's milk. <laughs> can you can you say mother's milk again, please? Mother's milk. <laughs> there's a big there's a big buck in in that like ASMR talking stuff. Maybe I we should. should do we should do a po- we should do an entire podcast. Yeah, there, there, there are yes, there are uh, w- small women like five foot one that will eat uh, a ton in a week and just record it and make millions. A ton Jesus. of what? They what? will eat a ton what of thing? food, like a, a literal weight of t- a ton of food that they will consume over the course of a week, and they just film themselves binge eating this. Are they fat? But they were no. They remain no. like five foot one. Are they allowed to uh, puke it up like they bulimic or anything, or they got to actually think, digest it? No, I don't think it's their bulimic. They they put some like K-pop music on. They sit at the kitchen table and they've just got <laughs> loads of food in front of them, and they just crush this for hours. And people pay money like, oh, eat the eat the noodles again, eat the is second it, noodles it, again. Is a fetish thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a food fetish that, that counts as a non sexual thing. Wonger answer that. Well, you know, the guy uh-huh. answering it is the guy with the Asian <laughs> fever over there. So he knows all about it. Wong is like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, fetish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where's that? Was that glove? Bring that glove out again. That's not how I met Elena. Yeah. <laughs> Asian threesomes.com. There you go, Craig. Always, <laughs> always find one way to fucking take it. Oh, I just remember that was Jimmy's favorite. <laughs> What's that? Back when you guys used to share internet passwords at the beginning of AOL when you were traveling, you go to the yeah. library and fucking Google. Yeah. What was the first uh, online porn site? Do you know what it was? I don't know, but it was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just think of all the like the amount of time you spent waiting for it to load down past her shoulders, and it's like oh, here it comes. And then your mom picks up the phone, and you're like, "Mom!" and disconnected the internet. It took far less time to download. Say that much. Don't come in the room when I'm vacuuming. Yeah, and it gets down there, and there's a lunch kit. <laughs> you're like, oh, wrong site. Nothing wrong with it, but just no. <laughs> not, not your thing. Not your fetish. Right. Absolutely. It used to yeah. before that though. Remember back in the on, like, on the higher channels on cable, um, scrambled. There'd Scramble be porn. porn Maybe yeah. squinted. If you squinted at a certain angle, you yeah. could just about make out your boob here and there. Yeah. Are you the a, first first choice choice super channel? First second and a half channels yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. And if you're lucky, well, actually, the, the audio would come through. We, we, I won't tell names or whoever these areas that's in this particular story, but Jimmy. it was national team players that were ruining no it was pre-jimmy jimmy was yes i'm not in this one yeah he's not in this one so there's um there were guys rooming together in toronto uh one of them went to see some friends or something and was out for the afternoon 
And remember the old spanking vision or whatever they used to call it? You used to have to, on a hotels, you used to have the buttons and you used to have to set it. And you guys know, no, you don't remember that? Spanking anyway, vision? It was, well, that's what they called it. But in the hotels, you actually had to go to the little modem or something on top of the TV and click it. And if you clicked it really quickly, you didn't have to pay for it. But oh, right, yes, it, it would only last. This. It only last for like a second, right? Right. Or you could get the promo to play, and it would be fifteen seconds of the promo of the movie, right? And so anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or you go to the Sears catalog and just go to the bras and panties. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's too cheap. So he's, he's down, he's got his, he's got his boxes around his ankles and he's click, 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 click. And he's doing his thing and the, the, the door opens and he thought the guy was gone all afternoon. He walks in with his mom and dad. Oh, no. <laughs> was it you, Craig? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Holy shit. I would have, I would have claimed that one. <laughs> so did he did he finish or did he <laughs> almost done <laughs> hey guys give me a minute hey mrs yeah. devos come over here <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> well you know now that we're on the subject of canada and national teams any other wanking stories during our playing days yeah but i'm not telling it <laughs> uh, well, uh, college football. I, I'm not what? telling any. Any wanking stories? No. <clears throat> See, Craig, you could have taken that in a clever way, and how you got wanked around, and you didn't get a testimonial after you retired. Yeah, they, they just you bringing that up. Pick your money Therapy. Went to therapy over that one. That and anyway, it, it, else it was a life. good segue to. Uh, the All national day. team and, and what's happened this week. Canada losing to Uruguay 2-0, having beaten Qatar 2-0. Is it 2-0? Seems like yes. a long time ago now. Yeah. yeah. So, so Canada, Uruguay 2-0. And, and the narrative out of this is, I guess, Canada saw what a, a class team really is. At the same time, they played pretty well. They showed no fear. But in the end, the better team won and showed them what they might have to face in the World Cup. Is, is that good enough, do you think, for the final warm-up outside of the Japan game, Jimmy? I would, I would like to say something there, Charms. I don't think the, the better team won because I felt the, this Canadian team, I thought, I thought they, were, they were brilliant at times in that match. And I loved how they were always on the front foot. I loved the pressing game, looking to win the balls in the right areas. The confidence they had playing keeping the ball, moving it around side to side, breaking lines, getting in behind. I, I thought I thought it was a fantastic performance. And I said it too when when I was you know when I was commentating that you know in the old like back in our time, if we were playing against a team like that, we would have more or less bunkered in and hoped to God we got something maybe on a counter. Because we would have paid way too much respect for to the opposition. And I felt these guys, they didn't give a shit who they were playing against. And they went out there and they started playing football. And some of the some of the, the the play was amazing. Look, now after six minutes, okay, Miller, yeah, he slides in, he's trailing leg catches and free kick, right? Bends it over the wall. Boran maybe could have got it, Craig. Maybe if he went with one hand rather than two, who knows? Yeah, right? pretty 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 brilliantly taken. Yeah. 
So you're down after six minutes, but to have the confidence to say, fuck this, let's, let's keep playing here and keep playing football. They didn't really cause us any problems whatsoever throughout that match. I don't think they caused us any problems, especially second half. Nunes had a, Nunes missed a really, uh, a bad chance. You, you know, I would expect him to score. Scissor when he puts it over. And then once I think Vittoria gave the ball away poorly and actually Borean saved kind of the day. But you're right, Jimmy. I I, I thought I th- you could have grinded out a nil-nil result and I could have come away from that feeling worse than I do when they lost 2-0. I'm actually thinking there's there's in some ways I'm thinking the 2-0 loss is actually a good kick in the ass and it's it's a big lesson for them. And they also thought, you know what? We went toe-to-toe with them. We, yeah. we went toe-to-toe with them for the most part. Got to be clinical in front of net. They were. Uh, we weren't. But as far as pressing at the right moments, and I, I think that's the best way to protect. Uh, you know, we were talking about maybe the defenses the, where they're going to, where they would struggle. And, and I think they're susceptible to a, to a counterattack, but they're going to have a go. Like they're going to have a go. Or they're going to press. Yeah. They're going to, you know, and they're going to get in those offensive areas and they're going to really try to, to score goals. And, and I think yeah. they'll, they can cause trouble. It's, uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. And you're right. They, they are susceptible because there was a couple times there. And Uruguay, Uruguay was like that. You saw how quick and fast they broke. Yeah. Right? They knew as soon as we get this ball, we got to go. We got to go quick. And if – and I'm sure, look, John Ehrman, the, the, the staff, they'll be looking at this going, okay, we got to make sure that we're defensively sound. When we go forward, we're great. Yeah, we like to overload. We'll go with numbers. But we've got to sense danger. What if we lose this ball in this area? What if we lose a ball in that area? And we've got to make sure that we're disciplined and organized at the back. And that's the two center backs or three, if they're going to play with them, have got to control that back line knowing and always thinking in the back of their mind, okay, if we lose it, are we, are we good? Yeah. Where, especially, especially, you know, depending on who's got pace, who doesn't yeah. and who's covering. And of course, because, you yeah. know, even if it was, a, if it was the Germans or the Spaniards or something, when they broke, they would have been in behind as a number of times. Yeah. Yeah. A number of times they would have been, they would have been in, in behind. So I think that's one thing that they, they got to work on. But and and you're right. And you saw the difference. You know, like with Nunes, you know, Suarez Suarez drops shoulders, get to the byline, just a little clip ball in the back, about half a yard, and Nunes bang heads that ball in the back of the net. And that that was the difference on the day. And I think our guys took touches or a, a one extra touch, a little bit longer than what they were doing, where it was just touch hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we need to be a little, little bit more clinical and a little bit more quicker in the, in, in that. Yeah, in that they're certainly capable, ball. right? They, they yeah. they're capable of doing it. That was the, the pl- big plus I got out of it. I thought it was uh, yeah. overall. I think they they walk away from their heads held high and yeah, one hundred percent. Learned some valuable yeah. lessons. Were you surprised by John Herman's comments afterwards? I thought his post match was very interesting. He was on with Andy and Ollie, and he was talking. And, you know, I guess we could, we've become used to this. Like, he, he seemed genuinely pissed off by the result. And he was level-headed and admitting, like, hey, look, I can take a lot of positives away from this. Like, we're we're very proud this is how we showed. But much like uh, when they went to Azteca and Drew, it's like, fuck, I could see it. It was there for us to grab it and take it, and we didn't do it. And, like, genuinely upset about it. And the players that spoke afterwards, like, seemed the same. That's that's a pretty good sign going into the, the yeah. next three big yeah, matches. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I mean, let's face it, if that was, if you had them Uruguay and that was a World Cup game, yeah, we'd be gutted. You'd be really disappointed. Kind of reminded me of like when we played in the Confed Cup uh, 2001 in Japan and we played Japan and we just, 
played an unbelievable first half and should have been two or three up, and we didn't take our chances. We ended up losing two or three. And then we just thought, you know what, it's in the middle of the night, and then everybody's going to wake up and see that, yeah, we Canada lost two or three to Japan, and but it won't really tell the whole story. And I think that was kind of that game last uh, yesterday with Uruguay. Stacchio was great once again uh, in that pivot with with Payet. Yeah. If if um, a team is not back in time or can't start games, where do you go, Jimmy? Do you think in that midfield? Do you go with Ozo? Do you go with Kone? Who I thought when he came on for about twenty five half an hour, he looked fantastic for for a yeah. kid who's basically a teenager. I I really like this Kone kid. Really really like him. Uh, I love the ground that he can cover. He's got a big stride. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not afraid to mix it up. You saw a couple of times there he was putting his foot in, getting the body in in into certain positions, making contact, and I like that as well. And he's got good vision. Now I don't, if, I don't think we have a player quite like him. No, no, we don't. And I think if you look at it and go, okay, you know, is he is he ready to start the World Cup? And this is this is the tough one. This is the dilemma that that Herman's gonna have to have. Is he is he ready to start? Is the is the occasion gonna get the better of him? Yeah, is he better coming off the bench? Are you better having an also in there with uh, the stack? Yeah. What was that? That That was him shitting himself, maybe. Shit his pants. Oh, Oh, okay. Sorry. I missed that. I was the only one that got that. I know, eh? (laughs) These guys are... Well, Sharmers has been out of England. Well, he's private school, so he wouldn't get it. And then (laughs) we were over in Britain too long. Yeah. (laughs) I just didn't see... I, I just... It wouldn't have put it past anyone here to actually fire on air. That's all. So, yeah. Anyway. But also, also, is he going to be the the guy that where the occasion's not going to get the better? He's got so much experience now. He's played in big, big time games, and so is Estecio. They get it, and they're footballers. And when you're going to play against Croatia, it's going to be a footballing match. When you're playing against Belgium, football match. Morocco, football. So, and there's got to be times in the game where we're going to have to keep possession. We can't afford to give the ball away because if we do, we're going to get punished. So you I guys think say this. You can bring them off. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. You guys say this all the time, though, right? There's a fearlessness that these young players play with, and if they yeah. have the technical attributes, which clearly he does, with this fearlessness, it makes him pretty damn dangerous. And someone that you you're you're glad is on your side, and you're not playing against someone like that. So I could see him moving himself up the pecking order behind uh, you know Atiba. Uh, in a stackio, if you're looking at them as one, one and one A, or or the the two, you know, guaranteed starters, yeah. I could see him being being the third now, maybe ahead of Oso. August the fifth was his last game, right? I think so. Potentially, he he'll be playing what one game between August fifth if he plays in Japan, the Japan game, for example, yeah. playing one game between August fifth and the World Cup. That's because he's not a lot of football. He's not returning to. T- they have two left, correct? They have Friday yeah, at I mean, home. He, he might come back. But, um, I don't know if he is. I mean, he is a mm. is a concussion. Let's be honest here. It sounds like it's mm-hmm. a concussion, right? So hopefully he gets back for a game or two. But if he doesn't, it's a long time. Well, Atiba hasn't played at all either, and he's you know that's harder at his age even to come back. I think that the, the uh, training staff of medical staff have traveled to Istanbul to see him. So, mm-hmm. uh, sir, I, I mean. Uh, It'd just be crushing if he if he if he's not fit to go. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, what a heartbreaking story. It would be awful, awful. You know, he'll do everything he can 
to get there. Mm. But he also put the team first, I think, is that kind of player. That if he can't go, he'll say he can't go. I don't think he'll, you know, I'm fine and just be a passenger for. Well, you can't really kid it, kid yourself through it. <laughs> what, can someone explain to me exactly what a bone bruise is, a deep bone bruise? I don't know. We'd have to get Alex McKechnie on here to explain it medically. Because it's, it's, I mean, whenever you hear about these uh, these injuries, they're never short term, right? They are. It doesn't sound too serious. Yeah, it's a, it's a bruise, a contusion. Yeah, but it's obviously far more than that. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not. Will. Yeah, maybe it's not. Who knows exactly what it is? We don't know for sure. I mean, they they say it's a bone bruise, right? But these guys just got injured. They didn't fix the injuries, Charms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Although well, we, we got to know a lot about it, just yeah. hanging around with McKechnie and whatever. And mm. well, your yeah. physios, yeah, we understand everything that's going on because obviously, with your body, when you get these injuries, you're sitting with your physios and you're out for three, four weeks, and you're asking questions all the time. How did? Yeah, it's true. At what point, Jimmy, do you in your career? How how much do you, are you experienced are you when you realize okay, this one that's a three week, that's a three weeker. That's oh a yeah, like the, you know the. You know, further on in your career, you know exactly what's happening. If you pull your hamstring, you know how long you're out for. If you get a a twitch, you know how long you're going to be out for. You roll your ankle, ligament, you know exactly. And you know the treatment that you're going to go through. You know the process it's going to go through. (laughs) You almost become a physio yourself. Yeah, Mm. I bet. Yeah. When guys do their knees, they they literally just, all that goes through their head. They know exactly. They're like, oh, fuck, this is going to be rebuild, treat. So when he retires... Uh, uh, well, I and Robin, and I guess is retired now with Ilke Gundogan. These guys are going to be doctors then because they spend <laughs> yeah, so they much be, bloody yeah. time on the training table. If that's how there, you gauge it. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is actually quite a few guys. I mean, Alex Pekechny, there's uh, Nico. I can't remember his last name. I should teach them off the West Coast that played football, went into physio. Um, a lot of guys going to physio after. Philip Brainy uh, as well. Uh, went into physio is now the head of uh, doing what Alex McKechnie. Well, he's a, I think he's a physio of, uh, well, he definitely is the physio of the Golden State Warriors. Did you say I Brian said, Scalabrini? No, it's not Brian. Uh, not the Peter's, basketball player. It's, it's him and his brother, Rick Scalabrini. Rick Scalabrini. Oh, hmm. so Brian Scalabrini played for the Celtics. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I thought, well, he's talking NBA yeah. and well, that's I see. what I thought he said. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow. Hey fellas, I wanted to do. I know we. Uh, I know we have a rundown, and we wanted to talk about England, Germany, three three. But I also want to talk about Croatia. You guys I want are... to talk about. Wait, get out! You can't just jump in. I want to talk oh, about. You know, no, you you're the one hosting now. There was you so much more to laugh about. You left for five seconds. I, want, I know, I want... but you've <laughs> taken us off of the rundown. No, oh, hey, listen, I'm rundown. trying to continue the conversation about ex players who became physios. This guy Mick Baz Rathbone. Um, He's written this That's book fake, called The Smell of Football. That's a fake name. That's a fake name. <laughs> well, no, Baz. Baz Rathbone. No, so anyway, he, he played for Birmingham, played for a number of teams, you know, yeah. blue-collar guy. And then he retired, and he became a physio. And mm-hmm. now he's got three books out called The Smell of Football, Volume 1, 2, and 3, I believe. Really good read, actually. Really interesting. That was going to be the name of my book. <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what were, what would your book be called, actually? I'm trying to think. There's got to be something really funny. Yeah. Tall footballer, goalkeeper. One ball wins it all. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> the one, one ball I couldn't save. 
Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, Cracker. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. That's a great one. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that, 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 that might be a good like uh, like a thing for the for the testicular cancer uh, like campaign. It's, it's it's catchy, but it's yeah. it's all it's it's poignant, but it's true, and it's. It's the yeah. one ball you didn't want to save because I think I think you wanted to save it. Ideally, no, well, you know it. what I mean. You know what I mean. Like, no, I don't. Well, you you guys saw that one I mean, with the rugby want... player, didn't you? <laughs> with the, Sorry, with the rugby... Craig. <laughs> the rugby player, the, the most oh, symbolic. That... Yeah, and that he was, was disappointed because a... he said it was his favorite one. <laughs> yeah, because it was a left one. It was my favorite, and the woman that was uh, interviewing, uh, interviewing him. It was uh, yeah, it was, that was quite funny. <laughs> Yeah, obviously yeah. it was a delicate uh, subject for any reporter to bring up, um, but she knew that he was going to have some fun with it, as he did. Uh, I had no idea what was being set up until he said he lost his testicle. Like, wow, okay, this did not seem like the injury uh, description. I, I thought he was going to say he fell, you know, he fell out of a sofa eating a pretzel and he like broke his yeah. arm. Who was this? Who was this? This rugby I player. I, yeah, I did. It was kinda, yeah, it went viral. Yeah. Really, it was, it was very quite funny because <laughs> yeah, my testicle. That would have been more painful than me because at least I was out, yeah, unconscious. You know, yeah, it and it wasn't rupture. painful when you when you diagnosed yeah, it. It wasn't painful. Rupture. Right? It just felt weird. Oh. No, there wasn't a collision that made it rupture, and then it had to be removed. That yeah, that would be awful. Uh, we've all been kicked. We've all been oh. kicked in the nuts, feeling like we're gonna die. But if yeah. you're actually in a situation where you've had a contact with your testicles that it needs to be actually surgically removed that's got to be a pain Ugh. well apparently yeah, it coughed and it came up <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard it came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, choked, choked to death <laughs> Heimlich. biggest oyster I've ever had <laughs> give, him the, give him the Heimlich oh. I wonder what's next in the show uh, sorry, I just while you walked away, Charms. Like, you, these guys have I, I've been pissed on them a, off, Warmer. You've pissed them off. Look, I, I wanted I, to I, talk I about always step into my chair anytime. Jimmy, you Jimmy let him do Craig one two minute hot take yeah. once, and now he's yeah. a host. Jimmy and Craig were chatting, and they were talking about Modric, about how great he's playing, and he's not over the hill. And then we started talking about Croatia. So I guess my question is, you know, yes, Uruguay was a test, and Canada played well, but. Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia are the teams that we have to play. What is our status with those guys right now? Like, how how well are they playing, and how good did they look? So, Jimmy, how good did did Croatia look? I don't know. <laughs> they look really good. Thank you, Craig. Craig, I, how, how I good did they look? I didn't see it. I, I was at a U14 Aurora FC board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched the first game at home, and then um, – uh, Modric was different class, different class. And then I watched the highlights uh, of the game against, I believe, Austria, and he was unbelievable there too. So he uh, he looks as good as ever. Like, uh, unfortunately, I don't think in the next month or so he's going to dip too much in form. So it is what it is. He's just absolute world class, and they've got other guys too that are fantastic. They're very well-rounded side. Didn't he, didn't he have the, uh, wasn't the Croatian manager at the, the Canadian game as well? Uh, apparently, he attended the game, yeah, watching it. So, What do you think really? he would have thought watching that? Good question. Uh, very good question. Yeah, where, yeah, where I, do I they actually, stand right now? Do, are they, do they 
I think they, they respect Canada. Is that fair to say? They respect them, but they don't yeah. fear them? So, no, I think after watching that, I think you'll be looking, going, well, we, we've got to watch out for them. And, I, and I think I think that I, ex, I expected, and I think they might have too, that there would have been definitely more defending and letting Uruguay have possession. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think you would have expected us to be going at Uruguay. No, and I, I think, think I, I think, think so. I think we caught them off guard a little bit. Where we've probably gone, oof, this mm-hmm. is not what I expected here. I expected them to drop and have a low block, and we yeah. Didn't did we expect them, Jimmy, to run at Uruguay in that second half the way that they did? Because because after going down 2-0, I, I didn't think that they would totally sit back, but I didn't think they would continue to, to no, I, them and, and risk being opened up again. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think I I was looking at it thinking, okay, I think, you know, are we are we going to pay them too much respect? Yeah. We're going to drop off a little bit and let them have the ball and, yeah. you know, look to win it in certain areas where – that wasn't the case. It was just as soon as they try to play out the back and let's go in numbers and let's press and win the ball in good areas, which I which I love as well because I think, look, if I can win the ball, you know, 25 yards from goal rather than dropping all the way back and win it 70 yards from goal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry so much about your defenders if you're, you're starting to defend at the front. Yeah. And you got pace up top so they can close down quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what I like watch- too is that there's no controversy as far as selections either. As a, I mean, he's got loyalty obviously to the group, I think, but uh, unlike Gareth Southgate in England, has been criticised being way too loyal to certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't. I mean, some people might say, "Oh, you're being too loyal to Stephen Vittoria," but there's no one else to replace Stephen Vittoria right now, right? There just isn't. It's not Daniel Henry. Sorry, he's re- he's reliable. Like he really is. I mean, he gave the ball away uh, in the first half there, but for the most part, I mean, everybody's going to make mistakes, but he is really reliable. I can't understand why he's been bouncing around and like relegation threatened Portuguese teams the last few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's really interesting. I mean, if if this if it's a three four three team, is that what it is? I, I guess it is, right? I, I would be very surprised if he's not playing three four three by the time Qatar rolls around. The back three, is is it going to be Johnston, Miller and Vittoria, assuming they were healthy? I, I can't see anyone else to make a claim. Joe Waterman was called up, but he wasn't given a minute, so he, that ship sailed. Daniil's always hurt, and I think he's shown himself to be, you know, I, I like Daniil Henry, but a bit volatile out there under pressure. I think, I think, that's, your, I think that's your starting back three. I think that's your starting back three. I think Stecchio starting 100%. Davies is going to start. Lauren, David, and I tell you something. I liked. Uh, I loved loved Buchanan when he came on as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think he starts at wing back? I would love to see it because he's dangerous. He's and played the- most minutes, I think, right out of anyone in the last year yeah. or so. Yeah, I would but love then, to see it. But then you, we, so you can't play um, Richie in that case, which is okay. He could be an impact sub, can't he? Out wide. If you play in a three-four-three, so I think we know the team. You know, obviously, the one question mark is in that midfield, depending on if Atiba's healthy. Yeah, it's for the Pieter. But apart from that, Adakubi's going nowhere, and I'm I'm pretty happy with that eleven. What if Oso mm. comes back? Off the bench, I think. Also okay. Piet. They can do a job, can't they? But maybe, I mean, Oso hasn't started every game. Don't forget, he no. wasn't the first no. choice. No, <laughs> we're talking about Piet here, 
And he wasn't really involved in the oct very much. But now we're all seem convinced that going into the World Cup, he's that stable force that we want to see there if we can have a Tiba. Doesn't that seem interesting? No, we're just saying like he, he's up there as a as a, a player that can do a job. Making this we can talk about we can talk about Montreal's performances this year, and we've all said it how great they are yeah. and how they've brilliant been they've been throughout this season. Mm-hmm. And he's been brilliant mm-hmm. this season. And he's yeah, going to be been. playing right up. Yeah. Hopefully. Right, Hopefully, they're going to yeah. get a little bit of a. Yeah. So you can't take anything away from him. It's a good story, he is, because like you said, B, you're right. No one would even mention his name. He was in the squads, but wasn't playing hardly at all. And then he's had this resurgence at Montreal this season. He's been so important, mm-hmm. and he's just one of those players that he, he won't hurt you. Right? He's not going to maybe win you a game. Um, he's not a star, but he's not going to hurt you. He's a smart footballer. He's going to work his mm-hmm. ass off. He's yeah, going to be absolutely no problem against. around the dressing room. A good guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm a huge fan of him. I, I love him, but I just don't think in the perfect scenario, he's not starting for you at the World Cup, put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think right. as well, look, you, you've got to look at the, the match. And, and I, you know, I love the way Piet's playing. He breaks things up and, you know, he's got that little bit of bite about him, which you need sometimes in the midfield. You know, but there, there was a few times as well in that match where Uruguay came right down the middle with quick inter- interplay and it was bang, 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 gone. Um, and I think that's why sometimes you need just a, a little bit more pace in that middle of the park because now you're going to have De Bruyne who's going to be bombing on. The Moroccans, the, you know, the Croatians, they've got midfielders that can go, 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 go. So you, you've, got to, you've got to match them if you want to contain them. Longer lineups? You asked about lineups. I just looked it up. So they have to do a 55-man list by in mid-October, and then they have to name their 26, 23, 26 on November 14th. So it's like a week before. They get they get up to that week, so anyone who's injured, they might do it earlier though. I know the states. Uh, I think November 9th, the states are going to announce their squad. Oh yeah, you you can name anything, but wouldn't you want to wait right to the end, especially Probably. when you have Atiba and Oso coming back from things that are, as you guys have said, they like bone bruise and a concussion. They don't seem like those are those injuries that you can count on being over. And part of the reason these teams do it earlier, it's these teams that are, have the players available because they can get them in right. immediately, right? Like the States and, and Canada, they can get these MLS guys. Like they're, they're going to want also from the beginning. He's probably going to put, I don't know, a month in with the team technically. Um, I don't know how many other people would be there, but as soon as he's free from TFC, he's going to be with the, within no, the Canada I'm, camp. Yeah, and I'm sure before it all gets... Um, pushed out into the media, you know, there'd be a number of weeks beforehand, I think Herman probably reach out to the players to let them know, just say, hey, you're coming to the World Cup and start getting mentally prepared now. Keep it to yourself. Start focusing. Get yourself ready. As a coach, would you rather have your players playing right to the end, like the European-based players, or would you rather having that camp with your players together, not playing meaningful games, but having that camp, the extended camp, like perhaps the States and, and Canada? Now, I uh, personally, I would rather them playing. I want them playing because I want them that match fit. Um, because really, when you get into that that national team training squad, it's it's not about the games. It's not about anything else. Then it's all all tactical. All maybe tactical. maybe another week longer uh, than they have because yeah. they don't have long. I think they literally have a week, right? So mm-hmm. 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 maybe another week. But 
Tell you what, Greg Morocco, played, Morocco actually played yesterday as well, right? Uh, they they drew nil nil. Uh, mm-hmm. My sister's actually in Morocco, so she was watching the game at a at a non-drinking bar. Ooh, Jesus! I've been a barrel of fun. Yeah, it looked like it, it looked like it just a rip roar in time, and I guess the game wasn't very good. So, uh, I was looking at their squad. Nine of their eleven players were born outside Morocco. They, 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 none of them were developed. Different Belgium, Spain, France, Holland, Canada. The goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Can't hear you. you, you are you talking, B? Sorry, dude. They've always had a few Spaniards, <laughs> though, right? Morocco, but it's like yeah. there's a few French-born too, or French-developed. Like that's. That's what's made them competitive yeah. in this last few years. Like Af- Africa is a very difficult region to qualify from. And you look yeah. at Tunisia keeps doing it. And, and you know, Morocco with, with the, the ability to have yeah, these players that develop outside of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they they, they beat Chile. Hey, they played, they had two friendlies, Morocco to answer Wonger's question. Morocco had two mm-hmm. friendlies. They beat Chile two nil on Friday. And then, yeah. yeah, this scoreless draw against Paraguay that uh, Craig's sister watched in a boozeless bar in Casablanca. Jesus. I, me and B were talking yesterday about that whole uh, story we were tweeting out regarding the beer prices around, uh, around the world, right? And how, you know, Canadian, these Toronto-based beer prices are just extortionate compared to some of the biggest clubs in English football. I think it's West Ham's got the most expensive pint. And that comes to around just over ten dollars, right? I think. Give it yeah, it was seven, seven fifty, seven pounds fifty. Right. And B, how much? I forget how much is a, a Budweiser at, at Beamon? Yeah, the last few beers I bought, I forget if it's the it's the large draft, but whether it's twenty six ounces or twenty eight ounces, it's nineteen dollars and change. Like, go fuck yourself, Bimo. Crazy That's bullshit. I'm sick and tired of this crap. Actually, if, if you went over season season ticket costs compared to like West Ham, you can get a season ticket there for a kid for two hundred pounds. Well, it's still the cheapest season ticket in the Prem. Uh, maybe not with Bournemouth yeah. up, but at least it was last season. Is yeah. Arsenal the most expensive? I think it is, right? It's long been, yeah. It's long yeah, been time. It's ever since they built the stadium. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Zhivich. This Polish. Did he, doesn't he play for Morocco? <laughs> no. no, actually, he had Croatia. a falling out with the manager. He's not playing anymore. No, he had a falling out with the manager. He's been recently being recalled now. I think he's playing from now, isn't he? He's back in there. Was he back with the? Was he with with the camp now? Because that's I, terrifying. You know, what? I can't say for sure, but I think he, I think he was. We're speaking of Hakim Ziyech, by the way. Who? Oh God, yes, he played against Paraguay. Yeah. Yikes! Watch out, Canada. Morocco and pushovers, Jesus. I know, eh? And he's played uh, right side, yeah. Chelsea player, yeah. Jeez, lucky I added that to the well lineup, eh? There, Sharp. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers to you, buddy. Thanks, to you. Pal. Have you had yeah. this before? You like? No, uh, I love it. I, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go. It, it, did you just buy it at the LCBO? I, just... I got it at the LCBO. Yeah, my buddy Joe Muse, who loves this show, and he's a big uh, Manchester United fan, long suffering. Uh, he's he's always been big on his Polish brew, so he probably got me mm. into it first. But if you've ever hung out with anybody in Etobicoke or East Mississauga, you've probably had this in someone's garage at some point. Very well, this but, Polish beer, is it? I stick to what I know. I'm having a Guinness. The other thing was Man U had the cheapest beers, which surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me as well. It's the, it's the North, though. The, the, the North is very different. Like, the cost of living in the North is very different compared to the South. 
So I can see how they, you know, for being the biggest club in the world, they could never get away with having the high price. For sure. Yeah. Beer. I mean, so is this, our 20, just, is this our $20 Toronto price beer? It's, dis- for it's disgusting. Well, that's it the is point. disgusting. I mean, that's, but I think well, part uh, of my anger towards it is that I still buy it. <laughs> you only buy one? How many do you have? Oh, buy no. Two, he drops drinking, until he's drinking until the event's over. Do you tell it's interesting? Yeah. You know, I, 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 when I cross the gates of any sporting event, I just turn into a raging alcoholic for some reason. <laughs> I always do. Unless I'm working it, I yeah. have to drink lots of beer. That's why it's so weird watching games at home, you know, in the morning sometimes because I can't, well, I shouldn't anyway, drink <laughs> heavily. But a live sporting event, any sporting, not just soccer, it's any sporting event. When was the last time you went to a sporting event when you weren't working that you didn't get smashed at? Oh, I can't afford to get smashed anymore. But you mean (laughs) drink? It's been very rare that I, I, I'm like you, or I have a difficult time going to a sporting event and not consuming an alcoholic beverage. There's very few that I can count. Even if I'm like, I don't even really want it, or I'm feeling like you, like, ah, 19 bucks for Bud, I still have one. Yeah, at least one. I, I hate myself for it, but there you are. I'm a raging alcoholic. Um, speaking of TFC, do you see the uh, Seba Javinko social post over the weekend that's caused some ripples through TFC Live? So um, Seba's back in town. He's working with uh, Juventus Academy. Anyway, um, there was a story in The Sun which he wasn't happy with. So he put out this uh, this statement on the Instagram. Um, he went on to say, um, uh, I've always made my vision clear, which was to continue playing soccer with a return to play for Toronto FC. My partnership with Juventus Academy, Toronto is an investment and a position to oversee the player development. If TFC would like my services as a player, I am more than happy to return. Jesus. Bit desperate, huh? That's what I got from that. Like the club doesn't want you. Sometimes just ride into the sunset, man. Yeah. I was thinking what a crappy way to negotiate your next contract. (laughs) I was like, you might as well finish that with I'll play for free. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically, Hey, do you want to join footy prime Seb? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mikey Singh at the parlay was was reading into the story and um, he'd heard that Seb's demands, like pay demands had gone away. Um, I think last summer they were quite high. But they've gone away now. So I think he might be prepared to almost play for free, but it's the allocation money that TSC would still have to pay like $200,000 or something to right. get him. The stupid MLS rules. Jimmy, you could break oh, statements better than right? us. They're, they're yeah. very confusing. Um, but he's what? Is he 35 now? 36? About he's, that. He's round there. Um, you don't want him, do you, at, at this point? You like the memory, but sometimes it's just better to remember those memories and not try and recreate that magic because I don't think he could do it now. Well, I don't know if he could do it like that, but let's say he comes in for $80,000 and he's a good teammate and he is willing to play a part. And But, you, but apparently the 200 grand, that kind of, I didn't know about that. It kind of does. But also too, as a club, you're putting yourself in a very difficult position. Like for example, if you treat him as a just a bench player and a luxury player, which I think, as Michael Singh said, charms. They can't really afford luxury at the moment. They're riding so close to the cap, and they have been for the last few years. You can't afford that. I think the team puts themselves in a very complicated position, which is why they didn't do it last year. I I was told from people who are very close to him 
that he was told he was coming back last year mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. And yeah. he's like, he's always stuck around that he went to Sampdoria in the, in the winter, right? For last season, that seemed good to, 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 in the sense of showing that he can still play at a very high level. He didn't play very much at Samp though. And now he's come back. He's taken this position with Juventus Toronto. I thought that meant retirement as well. The son writes this retirement obituary for him. And he's furious about it because he's still knocking on Bill's door, hoping uh, to get signed. I think as well, you've got to look at, you know, the, the dressing room dynamics as well. You're, you're talking about a guy over the last number of years who, who was the man. Yeah. He was the man of the club. And then if he does come back in and he's not the man now and Insignia wants to be the man or Bernadeschi and, you know, you got big personalities in there right now. So that's why you got to, depending on his personality that way. And yeah. If, but if he was willing to do that. Well, I mean, listen, um, these, these I, haven't seen him, I haven't seen him play either. I mean, you know, I'm sure they know exactly his level he's playing at better than I do. If you're interested in, I mean, why wouldn't he be? I think he, I think a lot, like he really regrets, I'm sure, leaving Toronto in the first place, even though he made a few well, extra million, I guess. But he yeah, really the way likes he Toronto. He, I mean, the he's in he Toronto left, because right? he, yeah, he's in Toronto because he likes it. He loves yeah. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, but it didn't end well, right? I mean, that ended with a lot of acrimony between him and the club. And he chased the money in Saudi Arabia, and I'm not going to begrudge him that. But he could have stayed in Toronto for, for a smaller contract, but he chose not to. And it's, it's so alimony. Rare. It's alimony, Charms. Oh, is that That's what it is? Jimmy and I are going through right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might call yeah. up Bill and say, I'm, I'm available as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've had some years to rest your body. Come on now, Jimmy. Get back yeah. out there. Why not? 80, 80 cents. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my round player. Yeah, I, I could give you like five good minutes. Easily. Yeah. Spray a couple. Yeah. One good run down the line. You'd be fucked. <laughs> You'd be done. <laughs> Pulling everything. All breathing out your ass. Mine is, is I think Crescido's older than you, Jimmy, isn't he? <laughs> he, may, he probably looks older than me. <laughs> He's still pretty fit, though. Did you see the he, uh, he the, the post? You, you guys saw it, right? The whole Bernadeschi being taught Toronto slang. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so there's some tweets going around, Wonger, right? Yeah. I, I got them. Ch- I wrote down the words. You have, okay. And challenging myself and Craig, was it? Yeah. So the first well, word... What's the best way to do this? Should you text them and they can read it cold? No. Because if you if you say it aloud oh, to them... Yeah, that's good. Type, go, type it in our, in our private chat. Put it in the private yeah, type chat, it in the there, chat. Dan Wong. Because okay, when so... I saw these names, right, these words, I had no idea what they meant. Uh, the Toronto slang? I'm not cool. <laughs> I admit that. I acknowledge it. But I hadn't heard of one of these fucking words. Okay, first word... Charms, you know that word. Okay, uh, so I'm saying it as, as a Trontonian would say it? Yeah. Shorty. <laughs> and do you, know, do you know what it means? I have no clue. Is it someone, that's, like, someone that's vertically challenged? No, Craiger, close. Craig? Shorty? I have yeah. no idea. So it's a, it's a hot, a hot girl, true. like a hot chick. Why does shorty? shorty come from? It's a, it's a rap From term. Philadelphia, hey, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, who's from Toronto? Uh, who actually grew up here? None of us. I, I so was born, did, born in did, Toronto. Did, did born you know Toronto. that, Jimmy? You didn't know that, did you? I know what a shorty is. Yeah. Really? Of course I do. Yeah. If you listen to hip hop, yeah, and you're not. Yeah, but like, Jimmy was coaching. Jimmy was coaching <laughs> young <laughs> men very recently who probably knew this kind of stuff, right? Which made Jimmy much cooler than he actually is. Am I not? I'm, I'm not the only one born in the city. Born in JC. 
Close. Were you born in Toronto? Close. I'm, I'm halfway between that. you and 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 B. Where's B? B's Windsor, no? I yeah, was born in Toronto was... for that eighth time. Born in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Windsor. Born in Toronto. Uh, came back when I was 17. I came back right after high school. I'm a Toronto. So where, where was B born? Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, can I, I'd like to point something out about... I, I can see why you might be confused. So Shorty is Canadian. That's Toronto. Shouty is America. Ah. So, so when, 50, when 50 said... Fitty, not fifty. Said go shorty. It was shouty, but right. shorty is like your shorty fam. Uh, yeah, see, I got that. Man. See, I oh. got that. JC, okay. they just so weren't saying it right. Well, but no, but they were because that's, <laughs> this is Toronto. Okay, this I'm still Toronto confused version. though. I'm still oh, confused. Right. Where was Brendan born? <laughs> I think Windsor. <laughs> what part it's of Portugal? Right You're such an ass. <laughs> All right, so so I Shorty just, is, is a hot girl, is right? A hot girl. All right, Second next one, word. Craig. What's that, Craig? You start. You say it, Craig. Nize it. Yep. I'm gonna, I was going to say kneesy it. I, was, I, I don't know why. I had no, I had no That's idea what Bernadeski said as well. It's, it's not as common a one that it's Isn't not that as common. It? That. Doesn't that mean shut up? Yeah. Yeah. Good like one, stop Jimmy. it. Yeah. So I don't know where they come from. Like English, London, Cockney slang, you you understand where the words come from, right? There's a connection to the actual meaning. Where do these actually come from? There's a rhyme. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Usually these these come from Drake. Like he started calling Toronto the six because of the 416. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. That's fine. But shorty, how does shorty relate to a good looking woman? Usually women are shorter than men. So it comes from that. That's no, why? but no, not always. But usually, I, be, be careful where you're going. Be be you're careful where you're going. Up, you're just making this shit up. <laughs> you're you're totally. I'm, I'm referring <laughs> to the. Of course, your Windsor is showing. Your Windsor no, is showing. Be so you hate. Be careful. He hates tall women, obviously. <laughs> Never said that. Um. So okay, but night is it? So it's nice. It is that what it is? Nice it. B is it nice it? Yeah. Is it? Is it? I think so. It's All not right. a common one that I use. No. Nah. But I, I put it. Read the next one. Define the next one. All right, man, dem, man, dem, um, man, dem. Leafs are going to win the cup this year. <laughs> that's good though. I don't know what. I don't know if that's right, but I like. <laughs> Craig really used it in a sentence. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Dickio, so, Dickio would be killing this, wouldn't he? Through the entire yeah, pandemic, he'd, he'd figure it out. Yeah, through the through the entire pandemic, and now four nights a week. We come on the computer to hang out with the mandem and do footy prime the podcast. Is that what it is? That's how you so what does it mean? It means like the group, the group it's of like the boys. The boys. So this was this was You didn't know that, Jimmy, did you? Yes, I did, man. No, you did. You're full of shit. Cardinal official. I'm telling you, man. Have you when heard you Phoenix talk? When do you hear Phoenix better. talk? Phoenix doesn't oh, say man. Yeah, you got a son. Wait to hear what they the way they talk, bud. You guys sound like they the use all this They use cheese. They use all this shit. Watch. Cheesed. That's cheesed, right? Yeah. Nice it. Nice it, dog. Does that nice mean like it, shit? Bro. Like terrible? Yeah. Where do you hear it? I'm just guessing that. I didn't know. Pure no, that's, it means kind of like uh, shit or, you know, angry, cheesed off. Yeah, but isn't cheesed that, isn't that an old you slang? Cheese is pissed. That's something you might have heard in like Scooby-Doo. 
Cheese right? guy. When he found out the mystery machine, when they found out that the old oh, guy man, at the hotel. Oh, man, the mystery machine won't start. I'm so was, cheesed, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wagwan. Wagwan? You know what this is. This is rest- our- that's a restaurant on Spadina. Yeah. <laughs> we that we ate at. That we ate at after that thing. Yeah, that's two in the morning. Event. That was great. Wagwan. Is it pronounced Wagwan? That's what they There's said. There's another way that you're saying it. It's not pronounced. What does it mean, Jimmy? Like what does it mean? It means what's up? Wagwan. Wagwan. Fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's wrong with saying what's going on? You could say that. Like a new fucking language. Oh, Wagwan, brethren. I don't know. This is not okay. Brethren. No, that. but that would be in the use in the sentence. That would yeah. be... That would yeah. make sense to me. Well, like, at least, might be able to get uh, it. Burn it there's, a great, <laughs> there's a great line in the book uh, where D. Rowe was talking about how he played many sports as a kid. And he was Elena's very good book? at badminton. Exactly. He was very good at badminton. And he's like talking about, but what was he going to do with it? And he got to a point where it was like he couldn't, he couldn't beat the kids that were really good at it. And all of the kids were Asian. And he's like, well, how could I like compete against these kids? Like, what am I going to do? So, hey, yo, Bredrin, let's go play badminton. Uh, and <laughs> I'm like, I want to keep this exactly as you said this, because this will fit the book perfectly, whether people get this or not. But yeah, yo, Bredrin, let's go play badminton, bro. <laughs> All right, next one here. Craig, go ahead. No, that's, that's it. We've just done that. That's it. That's it. it. That was just to add as that's used in a sentence. So, so to me, that, that sounds Welsh to me. Wagwan Bredren. It's Jamaican, man. Wagwan Bredren. Bredren, yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> Any more? No, that's okay, okay. Oh, all right. I'm so over four. I've lived here for 20 years. Wagwan. I've lived here for 20 years. I'm over say? four. You should have a pie called Wagwan. The Wagwan? Wagwan, man. He does. He has a jerk chicken. <laughs> a little jerk chicken Beautiful pie. jerk chicken pie. Ooh, that, that was spicy. That was, that was so oh, good. That was too much. Well, let me guess. You guys all had the pie, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when you yeah. weren't there. Christmas yeah. party last year. Last oh, year, Christmas party. Yeah, we had yours. But yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a parallel laugh, thing. Nice little pie. <laughs> we did. We had a blast <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> I think you still had a good job then. That was just us hanging out at Bongers. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you were stuck on that, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. You had a real job. <laughs> <laughs> now look at this. <laughs> well, that was a really way. Well, I guess it filled almost an hour of content for us. So we'll take that stupid segment. Um, anything else from your big old bag there, Wonga? Yeah. So just you know, our boy Alan Schools keeps asking some good ones, and B sent this one over, but uh, he loved. He loved the David Prutton interview, said it was great. And Chris Warwick just said this podcast just keeps getting better and better. So just a couple of reviews. Until this one. And, and then, he's, yeah, and then he Might said, if you had Prutton and Sig, Sid Sixero on in the same day, which one of you could squeeze in a sentence first? Who's getting a <laughs> sentence in? Who's interrupting them and getting a sentence? I think it would be B. I think they'd let B talk because of the Prutton wouldn't let – uh jimmy talk and uh i could see sigzero and charms like sigzero feeling comfortable to cut off charms and i think he'd go hey i think i'm gonna let b interrupt me no you don't know no? The dynamic. no sid sid would sid breaks to let Charmin speak 
Sid would just talk right through me. I'd never get it. I'd never get a word in. I did a few shows with Sid when I was young. This is back. There was a there was a moment there where Sharma was protesting doing radio shows, and uh, so I got Sid. I remember to, those to days? Cross, they were fun. You were protesting. I got, <laughs> I got Sid. I got Sid to cross the picket line because he didn't know any better. And it was just him and I, and I felt like I learned scab. a lot there. Yeah, Sid the scab. Yeah, I felt, I felt no, like I learned wait, a lot. Cross the picket line. But it yeah. also was. Uh, I refused to do it, 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 it until, it until they pulled out my contract. <laughs> this is actually, oh. Section 6C says right here, you should host a fucking radio show if we tell you to. Was uh, this your Billy Elliot moment, Charms? Were you dancing? Yeah, I was dancing, actually, yeah. <laughs> your Me and parents the girls. were backing you up, striking, yep. Yep. walking the corner my with a My protest sign. didn't last very long. <laughs> I backed down pretty quickly. <laughs> Anything else in the sack? No, we're going to go with those. There's an hour. Right. We're an hour in, right? We've got some things we missed out, but we'll get to them. Uh, we probably won't actually, but we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. The, the, the states. Do you want to just get on the states very quickly, since we went all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we had to you get take the helm. I mean, they suck. Yeah. They suck, right? That's they're really bad. I, I tell you what, I've really enjoyed watching America react to this because USMNT Twitter and just in general, everyone's incredibly hopeful, having missed the last World Cup, obviously. On paper, how strong this team looks, but shit, they don't. They really don't look like a team, right? They they almost like squeaked through the oct, and they they it was their quality. I felt that like won out. They never were magnificent at all. They contended for stretches, maybe against Mexico and Canada for a bit, but they never they never really looked like a power. And they look mm-hmm. so bloody flat now. And it's just amazing seeing the way people react to it. Roger Bennett from Men and Blazers said. He feels like they feel the weight of the shirt, which obviously is a very English thing to say. But to be honest, maybe he's right. What do you the think? The weight of the American shirt? No one gives a shit about them in the States apart from a very vocal minority. No, but you think that these players who understand, the Pulisic understands that he's playing at the highest level, that for all the greats that came before him, you know, Brian McBride, Dempsey, whoever you want to say, like he's Great. the he's the face of American soccer now, and he's a Champions League winner. Tell you what, uh, he, if they're crumbling because of the weight of the U.S. jersey, they shouldn't be professional footballers. They shouldn't be. Am I wrong, Craig? Jimmy? I mean, no, you're you're right. I I don't understand it, but this isn't something that's new with this team. Like B said, like it for most of the qualifying, they were bang average. Listen, let, let's get something straight, fellas. <laughs> I'll tell you this for free. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to. When this, when this World yeah. Cup comes, when this World Cup comes, and the players that they have, and the biggest stage in European football that a lot of them have played on, make no mistake, they're not gonna have a poor showing in this World Cup. Oh, and hey, mark that I'll, down, GC. Mark that down. The time. Mark it down. I'm yeah, telling you now. Down. I'm telling you now. When it's time to go, you watch. They'll be ready. Quarter mark of the podcast. I said it. Yeah, I'm right at quarter pass. It's it's six in the morning, right, Jimmy? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, it. just just to confirm here, so the U.S. are going to make the semifinals, and Holland will stop at 15 goals. I never said that, did I? They'll get out of the group stages. No goals. I'll say this: they will. They will draw England one-one. Tell you that much. For I'll give you that. For free. <laughs> well, they give me that shit. They draw them one-one. Can they? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, England. I'll tell you what, though. That, that Germany game was fun, though, wasn't it? As, as ridiculous as it was, it was a fun game to watch. Man. Harry you know, Maguire, all the top Harry teams, Maguire got some shit. 
Oh, he was he, getting he did, bashed yeah. on Twitter. He's just not having fun, is he? No. no. He's not enjoying he it. He's a break. Feel bad. It's not fair. It's not fair. I think he needs to get a move out of England, go on the continent somewhere and play. Yeah. He's, yeah. I think he's still a very good player, don't you? He said he's yeah, in a shit stretch of form, but he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Did say you like the, him? The, the, Nobody would want to be on that side of that views he's taken. Oh. Did Mourinho like him? Could you yes. could you put him next to Chris Smalling? Yeah, athletic, he, he played okay. Uh, goal scoring Chris Smalling. I think Mourinho made him captain, didn't he? Who Smalling? Yeah. He did. Oh, no, uh, Maguire. No, he's talking about Mur- oh, did Mourinho make Maguire captain at United. I think he did. I, I, th- I thought I he did. Remember. I thought it was Ollie. Could be wrong. I don't know. Oh right, Ollie. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Well, who's captain before Maguire? Do, I don't know. Do, 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 do. Roy Keane, that's a very good. No, <laughs> stay uh, tuned to the next episode of Footy Pride to find out who the captain of <laughs> England, the yeah. former captain before the captain. You know who it was? It wasn't. No. Um, oh, it was. Ever. I know who it was. Patrice Evra. No, no, that's your. T- come on, man. You're talking. That's years ago. Oh yeah, Ashley no. Young. Who was it was Ashley Young. Yeah, yeah. Ashley yeah. yeah. Ashley Young. I don't know if Ashley, Ashley Young was was he permanent? Permanent though. Ashley was. Yeah. Okay, was well, there was another one then? I, th- I think maybe Ashley took it over permanent uh, from someone else who uh, was converted to a left back. Where's Brown? It was Antonio Valencia? Was he a captain? Uh, yeah, Valencia was, was captain. I'm yeah. almost positive. Yeah, yeah, Valencia he, he had it for a couple of, couple of years. What a lineage of captains! It, he yeah. took it from he took it from Evra. This would be great. We should just go through the whole list of Manchester United. <laughs> if you got, any, should, you, know, you, you got a couple of these wrong, the uh, Manchester United fans are just going to rip a new ass out of you. I think we have a – oh, yeah, Carrick. I missed Carrick. He would have been in there as well. That's Mike, a long time ago. And he, he captained the team, but he wasn't captain, I don't think. Bobby Charlton was before him. Yeah, you know, he was. Uh, you know what? That's probably the one we got right so far. <laughs> we should pick like random teams each week and go like descending order captains. Isn't oh, that be a fun segment? <laughs> People get nothing just right. Be, just try and get a few. This is a top-notch podcast. You know, there's there's podcasts out there. <clears throat> there's podcasts out there in this country that would get them all right and give exact numbers of games they played as captain as well. It's boring though, isn't it? Oh God, so boring. Okay, I am on this website called planetfootball.com. Okay, and I pulled this up because I was looking for Manchester United captains, and this this um, article has ranked every Manchester United captain of the Premier League era from worst to best. Okay, worst the the the, the three worst: uh, Ashley Young, Antonio Valencia, and Harry Maguire. Um, the best are Roy, Roy Keane, Keane first, yeah. Uh, Brian Robson second, yeah. Alistair, Bruce, Eric Cantona third. Neville, Bruce, Vidic, Rooney. Oh, Cantona is not a – he's not your captain sort. No, no. But the reason I got excited is because – That's I'm, why it I'm doesn't the... fucking matter. Yeah, I guess so. Come on. Uh, it does matter when Aaron Neville is your captain. On the side <laughs> on the side of this page, here the... uh, Dan really hit the mole on the head on that one. <laughs> 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 Still one of my favorite episodes ever. The Aaron Neville edition. <laughs> what was great about that too is that we shot that, we recorded that at BMO Field. We're all sitting around one mic, like, but uh, enough COVID-free distance because we were worried that Wonger was spitting up the vid on all of us, and we were, oh. we were speaking at one microphone. Why? Because uh, he was Asian. 
No, because he had Racist it. Racist bastard. Because <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty, dirty man. Scumbag. This website <laughs> on the side here. Can you name the 20 players to have scored the most Premier League pens since 2007? Can you name Manchester United's 11 in Wayne Rooney's debut versus Fenerbahce? Oh, Can you good. name Portugal's 11 from Ronaldo's competitive debut in 2004? Nuno Gomes. I couldn't remember mine. <laughs> I think if, if anybody could name that, it would be B. Yeah. 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 100%. yeah. Deco. Yeah. yeah. Deco. Do, do, Nuno Gomes. And this show, do you want to do it? All right. So I've not, I've clicked on the article, but I've not looked at it. How do you want to do this? Do you want me to throw the names Xavier? out and we'll complete it? No, Eagle. we're going to save it. We're going to save this for All World right. Cup. And we're going to do a World Cup quiz in the next six weeks before okay. the World Cup. What was it, the, the starting lineup for the Portuguese team, the final 2004? Ronaldo. That would be good. <laughs> I think Ronaldo did start in the final, but he hadn't been starting previously. Right. This, this is going way game. too long right now, boys. We're an hour and 10 minutes in. <laughs> oh, we my God. This. So, Ricardo Carvalho, Deco, Manish would have started. Uh, Paulo Ferreira would have started. Who is next to uh, Carvalho? Carvalho. Shit. Someone stole my jersey when I was leaving Portugal. Oh, it was... um, Swapped jerseys with him. Bruno. uh, Oh, Jesus. It wasn't Bruno Alves. No, no, no. It wasn't Bruno Alves? I don't think so at that time. No? Well, now you want me to click on the article. I'm just giving them free... Let's stop it now, and we'll do this closer to the time. We'll forget about it, but it's a nice idea. Um, The premise back this weekend, boys. The premise back for all the games, of course, Fubo TV. Subscribe now. 50% off the next three months. If you sign up now, footy prime, free prime. FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Make sure you, you follow tell, us too. Footy yeah, you have, tell, Prime. Sub, you have uh, tell September 30th to Friday. sign up for that deal. Just do it right now. Everybody. We need to get yep. Jimmy a new mic. He's just lost all the excitement. He's got an extra cable. I gave him an extra cable. Oh, I know. He's fucking... We're going to sort it out for him. Jimmy, next right. week I'll get up there and I'll, I'll have a look. And I'm, I'm pretty useless myself, so... Just go for a beer. Well, you anyway, Jimmy, you're not coming on, no, no. empty-handed. You come with pies. <laughs> oh, <shit>. so, <laughs> I'll come and fix your mic and bring you pies. That's yeah. a good deal. Uh, yeah, okay. And, that's, and that's help him out of that bucket he sounds like he's in. No, but hold on. This is a this is a great opportunity for to, for us to finally do one thing we've spoken about doing in the last summer. Jimmy, you said you were gonna you were gonna cook for us. We were gonna have an Italian wood the bridge feast at your place. I liked you guys then. I don't like you guys anymore. Now he'll serve you pies if I bring them. <laughs> no more no more pasta for you. <laughs> All right, that's the show, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We're back on Friday. Uh, a couple of great guests, right, please? Boys, I think, lined up pro- probably on Friday. Is that right? Josh Cloak yeah. from The Athletic and the author of The Voyagers will join that's us right. on Friday. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Later. Bye. Hold on. Before we go, on the count of three, everybody in here, we're going to do Charms' clothes that he didn't do. One, two, three. He likes his (laughs) (laughs) Only my dad does. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.